He's one of the most versatile, enigmatic, and prolific artists in the NFT space, portraying profound topics in his signature pixel art style. Today we're talking to Cap'n to find out more about the mind behind the figments, plants, and pixels project on the Tezos blockchain. Artist Journal, July 26, 2023, broadcasting live from Berlin and New York City on Rug Radio via Twitter Spaces. My name is Adrian Pocabelli, and we welcome back co-host, artist, and conversationalist to the show, Runetune. How is your week going? Good morning. My week is uh, nothing, nothing too terribly special to report, but uh, it's good. Glad to be here again. How are you? I am doing well. You know, sometimes no news is good news, right? And I'm a creature of habit and I love my routine. And so, you know, to your point, uh, sometimes nothing is good. I've had so much change moving apartments that today I went to the gym for the first time in like 10 days and it just felt so good to get back to a routine. So it's kind of funny. Like I almost had these allergies that were starting to crop up. Maybe it was the heat and stuff was in the air. And they all just kind of disappeared for the most part after going to the gym. So I'm doing much better. I'm doing good. And I am super thrilled to be here. Oh, yeah. I was just, I, I know how those allergies can be when you're in the middle of a move. Uh, do you? They, yeah. The, it's the, something about moving all those, you know, just getting into all your belongings that have been maybe like sitting, you know. Yeah. I had a coworker a few months ago who went through a move and, their face was just like messed up for two weeks. <laughs> you know, I almost have a theory like it's the dust. You know, you're cleaning 100%. and there's yeah, a hundred percent. I I think I got a bunch of dust in my lungs. And yeah. I, I think you've I've been, just had you've been had, coughing a little bit on the uh the artist journal. Exactly. Like I wonder if it's just the, <laughs> the cough of my, you know of my possessions, you know, taken from my possessions, the dust on my possessions. Get and rid now, of it all. <laughs> yeah. And and now I'm just actually getting rid of it all, to your point. I'm getting rid of, like, I am really putting a scrutinizing eye on everything I have as before putting it away in the new place. Because if I have to move out, let's say, you know, in a few months, like, I don't want to go through that again. I just want to pick up and leave. I'm almost like, you know, I have a little bit of furniture, not much. But it's like, I'd rather just buy new furniture and know that's not cost effective. It's not like I'm drowning in money or anything. But I think I'd almost rather do that next time than, you know, all of this moving stuff around, mattresses, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, thrilled that that's kind of wrapping up. I think up. That's, that's probably a, a common attitude in, you know, major metropolitan areas. Probably. I mean, it's just like, you know what it's like. You're in New York. I mm-hmm. mean, it's kind of part of the business of living in these places is oftentimes you have to move. I mean, unless you get lucky. Uh, you know, just things happen. There's movement. So anyway, I am thrilled uh, that Cap'n has come on the show here. I, I I didn't know if he would. I mean, he's kind of a bit of a, as I was saying in the intro there, a bit of an enigmatic figure. And so I'm actually just thrilled that he decided to come on. Cap'n, how's your week going? We just lost Cap'n. Here he is. He's requesting to be back on. Let me just put him on. Cap'n, you are back. Can you hear me? And how is your week going? The suspense is off the charts as to what Cap'n will sound like. Cap'n, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Sorry, I had some problem with, with X. I was hearing like two spaces at the same time. How's, how's everyone going? 
doing well. I, great. Yeah, I, I feel you're, yeah, last week we had Unknown Collector on and nobody was joining the space. So there's like a massive glitch. And so I had to restart it. But all those people that, you know, put in the reminder, none of them got. So, yeah, I hear you. I think there are things going on with Twitter spaces. Um, so fingers crossed today. Um, Captain, what country are you, are you calling from? And you don't need to tell us if you don't want to. I'm from Costa Rica, Adrian. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I just love how international this scene is. And are you from Costa Rica? I am from and I live on. Cool. You know, I've heard really good things about Costa Rica. Like it's, you know how I've heard it described is the Switzerland of, I guess it's Central America, isn't it? They say that here as well. I doubt it, but <laughs> yes, yeah, that, yeah. that's um, some slogan that we have here, the Suiza Centroamericana, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's good marketing, although Switzerland is a remarkably expensive country. I've only been to the airport there, but just there. I mean, I was pretty shocked and amazed what a bottle of water will cost you. Costa Rica as well. In Costa Rica as well? Yeah, I, recently prices of everything have raised a lot. Like everything's getting expensive. I think it's global, right? Not just Costa Rica, but uh, it's yeah. not what it used to be. Uh, I, I know it's a global market uh, economy. What are the yeah. laws around uh, cryptocurrencies in Costa Rica? There's none, man. There are none? No. Living free. Uh, basically, when I first started uh, doing crypto, I started trading a little uh, by the beginning of 2021. And I encountered some troubles with withdrawing my money and that with the bank, but it was soon fixed i don't know what happened probably it's some rich guy <laughs> contacted some bankers and said hey what's going on i need my crypto to, to be withdrawal right but you, you said that was back in 2021 yeah around yeah well, let's say august 2021 i was trying to withdraw some little gains i did with some shit coins i was playing but um yeah yeah it was not an issue it was something i think Banks were not ready for this um, trading activity, let's say, because I know people trade here, not so much into the NFT uh, scene, but they do trade, uh, you know, trying to make some quick grabs or an eventual pension or everything. It really is a global casino. Isn't it? The it really space. is. Really. I mean, I, and the funny thing about it is like, I, it's not like, like I say that almost endearingly. Like I love it. I absolutely love crypto. I like. I mean, it, not all of it, but I mean, for the most part, I just love the idea of these tokens you can buy and sell. You know, just from your little MetaMask or whatever you're using, Binance. You know, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, when did you get into crypto? Then was it fairly recently? Then was it the 2021 bull market where a lot of people? Like I think I came in 2020, kind of like at the start of that bull market. Is that basically when you came in as well? I came in in around, yes, let's say February, March 2021. I started uh, my sister's ex-husband. She, he, I mean, he contacted me. He had some, hey, dude, let's trade. Let's, I, I'm going to teach you to do this. And I started doing that. Then I started uh, doing crypto in my real life work as well. I worked for an um, online company. Uh, online gambling company here in Costa Rica. I, I'm totally unrelated to art, but that's my uh, real life gig to sort of put it in a way. 
But yeah, I started uh, doing crypto around March. And then I stumbled with uh, Hen at around June. It was pretty synchronized. I don't know. Like it was meant to be for me to <laughs> dive into these waters. I think so. And I mean, what's really impressive about what you've told me already is you have a, is it a full-time job and you're still very prolific. I mean, you have several projects that you're kind of constantly releasing stuff and I admire it because like I struggle with the time issue and uh, yeah, I mean, so you are working full-time. Yeah, I do work full-time. Yes. I, I actually have uh, today's shift at 10 a.m. It's 7.30 a.m. Nice. But yeah, I, I, I get time for art and for music as well. I play. I've played with uh, several rock bands here as well. I play bass guitar. Oh, very cool! And what so, kind yeah. of bands? Sorry, what what kind of bands did you say? I played with um, heavy rock bands to put it some way. Actually, if you go to my object or hen um, main account, my captain or the chico jam, whatever you want to call it. My very first mint, it's the very last song I composed, recorded, and played with the previous band I, I played. It was called Bad Smoke and the Astral Haze. It was a heavy psychedelic rock and roll band. Well, not rock and roll, like psychedelic rock. Um, yeah, stoner, to put it in a more mm, general. Yeah, speak our language here, Captain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But um, yeah, and now I play with a let's say kind of experimental progressive band called Guaya Darat. It's it's a really cool project I started uh, last year with uh, three other guys. You're a busy guy. Full time job. You're in bands. You're prolific on uh, object. It's great, and yeah. so. When do you work then on art? Were you basically saying you do it in the morning? Is that how you make the time? I work in between my <laughs> free time at work. I, I, actually, I work from home. That's good, right? Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to clarify that. I work from home. So mm -hmm. when I'm not doing shit about work, I'm doing art or playing bass or uh, walking my dog. <laughs> Well, I think everybody is doing that, or at least, you know, yeah, doing yeah. laundry or going to the grocery store. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like the new paradigm. That's why nobody wants to go back to the office, sort of, because you're probably delivering what you delivered before. You're just not wasting a bunch of time in the office like before. I mean, I remember exactly. when I used to work in an office 10 years ago. I mean, half the day you're just waiting for it to end surfing the Internet. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, you just I, I didn't have that much to do. And nobody was paying me enough to go and like start new projects, you know? Yes, I totally understand. So, so yeah. I'm just as far as your background in art, then did you start making art when you with crypto or did you kind of go to art school? Like, how did that all start? Okay. Well, I started doing art as a very young kid. My older sister, she's uh, like 45 right now. I'm 32, by the way. She she's a she's a very prolific ceramist here and art teacher and she's just a super creative mind um, super inspiring person as for me growing up for towards art I mean she always took me to art fairs and to her 
um, group meetings and all that stuff. So I was heavily influenced by that. I used to draw and create my silly comics and my notebooks and high school and that, that stuff. You know? Never really got into it. I've always been more of a music guy because, I don't know, music what that first art that really touched my heart, to put it some way, and I said, I want to do this. And then around 2011, 2012, or something like that, uh, I fucked my knee. So I had to stay like three or four months uh, in my parents' place. I was just uh, playing, playing station, uh, ripping bong rips and uh, learning stuff on the computer. And I learned the basics for creating a game. <laughs> and I, that I, early. I yeah, yeah. I, so you kind of got onto the yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to like, oh, how did they do this? I, I'm all. I have always been very um, curious, right? I had an old PC back then, and I installed Linux, and I started like um, trying out stuff, and I stumbled with GIMP, and then I I was like, how do they do GIFs? And I learned how to make a GIF shitty gift to be honest but moving images right and i was very proud of that then i recovered from my knee injury i started this band uh, bad smoke uh, that i was talking about and yeah so the the basis uh, comes from really long time ago like more than 10 years and yes then came the nfts uh actually it was my friend Tater Tots. He's around. He told me, "Hey, dude, have you ever heard about uh, NFTs? Because he knew into crypto." And here we are. I started creating pixel art since I don't know. For some reason, I've always been drawn to it. I love uh, Super Nintendo games. So yeah, <laughs> I'm stuck in that 16-bit era or something. Interesting, and I love the video game connection. Of course, I'm totally just yeah, almost. It's obvious in retrospect, but it took me about a year to figure that out. Just the connection there. And so, how early then was the pixel art? Was that basically when you were starting the gifts, or did that come like five years later? Um, the very first gifts I made for this space um, can be found on my version. Uh, profile, but I don't know. The, the, ver the very first project I did for the for Hen actually was the test faces that they, they take test faces, the like the ones Tratscape is rocking right now. You, you've seen those? I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to bring them up in my. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are not gifts. So, yeah, the. the, the Okay, the, the first thing, when I first entered the, the NFT space, it was all profile pictures, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, PFPs everywhere. And yep. I looked at them and I was, oh, fuck, this, this suck, man. It's all, all the same with, with glasses and a mustache, and this one has a beard, but it's the same template. And in my mind, I was like, I can do better, and I can do it minimalist with some, I don't know, stuff. And I, created this uh, one bit plus red, as I named it, uh, faces. And I did more than 200 of them and just having fun. 
I was just having fun testing stuff, learning to mint, uh, learning to interact with all the people here. And then we had the Henpocalypse, <laughs> or call it some way, uh, November. I think it was in November 11th. Something like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was super, super down. I was, ah, oh, fuck, this is, this is over. <laughs> and I had a bunch of ideas and stuff that I delayed such as the plants and other stuff I never released that ended up in version. I started I, like I started again in January when Versum showed up since I was like, ah, oh, what's going on with pen? I don't want to put my efforts in something that can't go away at any time. Hilarious. So then you started doing Versum. So back to the pixel art yeah. then. D did you start doing pixel art then? with the whole blockchain nft thing was that yes when you, yeah that's that's so i've only, I've only done pixel art i've only done like pixel art oh well there's one piece i think that's not pixel art it's an old uh, drawing that i liked a lot but i give it make made it a gift i mean but yeah yeah mostly pixel art oriented uh projects. It, it, Exactly. And so when you're doing gifts, say like 10 years ago, you were just yes. doing different kind of things. You weren't doing pixel art. No, I was not. I was do I was trying to give life to my hand hand rods. That's so interesting. So yeah, I mean it's pixel it's weird because pixel art, it seems like it's been around for a long time. Was, was there an artist like was it when you like came across Rada's work? A lot of us kind of got inspired by Rada's pixel art. Like, was there an artist that you saw, or was it something you just kind of felt? You maybe you saw some pixel art and were just like, "Yeah, this makes sense for me. I want to do this." Okay, yes, uh, it 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 has always resonated with me due to the video game addiction I have <laughs> or used to, especially towards JRPGs from the Super Nintendo and PlayStation One era but such as final fantasy chrono trigger and those, those games but when i started collecting on hen i was a huge fan of one bit necro bangers he's bangers. the best i mean oh. one bit necro is an acquired oh. taste like the first time i saw him i was like eh, not sure about this but now it's like oh my god one bit necro put out a piece <laughs> like i have to yeah. see what's going yeah. on here Totally, totally. Actually, I received a bunch of shitty offers for a bunch of <laughs> pieces that I had from, from them. Yesterday, yep. I was like, come on. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, come that. on. Yeah, yeah. But, and Popple as well. I was looking at Popple and One Bit Necro. I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? This is not pixel art. This is beyond that. It's not on the video game scheme, so, sort of to say. It's more than the traditional pixel art to say to put a name on it right and yeah. then i started stumbling with other artists but i will mainly probably say yeah one with necro and popular art the first food that i was like what <laughs> well you can't do much better than that as far as influences and yeah i call it edgy pixel art you know it's just kind of like there's just a brooding darkness like mm -hmm. almost got that great sci-fi you know, it's like H.R. Geiger alien type vibe. And uh, when bit Necro, it's kind of like this horror. It's almost like this. So it's just so cool. Like, I mean, it's just so brilliant. And what's so interesting about, say, the Cap'n, like on your page, 
like you got to the pixel art stuff pretty quickly. Like, and you had those great rooms, like what's so interesting, like room three R one, like you almost see a lot of the seeds of your art from very early on. Interestingly. Yeah. yeah. Those rooms are real places, man. <laughs> yeah, and like, and they're actually pretty cheap for whoever's looking, considering how early they are. So, okay, so then you started a bunch of projects. So, so tell us a little bit, just a little bit more on your story, and then I'll pass it over to Runetune here. Uh, just as far as, uh, so you started making some work, and you started selling it. I assume, and you probably got encouraged by that, and you kept going. I mean, tell us a little bit more about kind of what happened to you. Okay, well, uh, I was pretty discouraged with the uh, handpocalypse, right? And I stopped minting. I was just around looking what's the next platform or where to go, what's going to happen. Uh, I think I'm going to try Ethereum. I was thinking lots of things, but I I didn't like it because of the price, right? So I kept creating. That didn't stop me, but I was like hesitant to mint or yeah. So I kept experimenting, and what you see on my page, most of the version items are the uh, product of those experimentation times and selling those pieces and seeing the good response from, from all you guys and everything gave me the, the will to keep creating and making eventual collections right but yeah all the hand tail transition put me on a tight spot to like i i didn't know where, where to go and yeah then i came to to object and with a more uh oriented mindset like i i i did know knew what to what to what to do right like I'm going to do these astral escapes. And I started working on those on a more serious way, like putting a hard work and my heart on that, right? Not just experiment and trying new stuff. Since all the previous stuff you probably see is uh, uh, previous, the astral escapes, it's a bunch of like abstract moving pixels everywhere. And yeah, it's it's not like, <laughs> a concise idea of what I wanted to do. Yeah, like I see like a series of series is almost what I'd call it. Like there's these really cool pylon works. I yes. remember picking up a few of those one of ones, uh, maybe, I don't know, must be four or five months ago now, just scanning your page. Actually, there are some deals out there. On I just picked up actually that one with the Chinese character, that beautiful black and white one from very early on, Fortezos, <laughs> edition of 15. That's fantastic. So there are some deals there on your page. Runtun, do you have any uh, questions for Captain? Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting to see all that you've done. You're very prolific. Um, would you say that like NFTs and crypto is what kind of like keeps you so productive? Because I know that Poco Belly's talked about this a lot, and I definitely agree that uh, you know NFTs are are kind of fueling this creative mode of production for a lot of people myself included yes there's no no, no doubt about it i'm yeah. gonna be honest i've made one of the best art friends i've ever done in my life in this space so that keeps me pushing that who, helps who is that 
lots of people. For example, I've met this guy, Malga. He's around as well, I think. He's an, an awesome person. He helped me a lot to understand lots of stuff in this space. I befriended Muji as well, whom I created, a, a, still creating a collection. We've stumbled with real life stuff that put us on a little halt. Um, yeah, to, to put some way, Joe Howell, I see him here. I'm just checking the, the, the list. Weird Veil, of course, Tater Tots. Mick Renders, my friend, yeah, and lots of stuff. Santiago, here you are. But yeah, yeah like creating connection, having fun with all these peers, and seeing the value they see in my art and I see in their art uh, fuels this engine of creativity. Like, oh, I want to do these things. What this person did <laughs> inspired me in some way. So yes, if 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 it was if, if it wasn't for this whole NFT crypto space, I think I wouldn't be as prolific as you say, because none of my friends actually dig my pixels as you guys do. They are like, oh, that's that's cool, but they don't <laughs> they don't they they don't dive in. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> I definitely have a lot of art friends who just wouldn't, uh, they just don't really understand it at all. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. connoisseurs out here of pixel art. Like we, uh, we look at so much pixel art, all of the people I imagine in this space, like that we're in right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're connoisseurs. So even like your Figments project, that took me like, I, I thought it was really interesting, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't collecting it at first, but then the more I saw, and then I started getting FOMO as they're all selling out. Talk a little bit about your Figments collection, because that is, uh, I think it's spectacular. And I think you're, ha it seems like you're having a lot of fun with it. Now, what did that come out of? That's the most fun collection I've done, as you say. It's, <laughs> it came along since I was on a, I, I'm always on a constant search of new stuff. I like to try new stuff. I get bored of, uh, of something, I want to improve it. So my main tool, uh, I use GIMP, right? I've always used GIMP. I kind of know how to use Photoshop, but GIMP has these scripts and plugins that you can install that are pretty useful to what I do, stuff that I learned years ago, right? And <clears throat> uh, for the figments, I was, Pretty tired of using Deluxe Paint too, because it's it's an old software, and I used GIMP and Deluxe Paint too to like mix the work, such as I did with the with the Captain Gift Shop, right? I tried to use the Deluxe Paint to break the image, then bring it back to GIMP and do the magic there, put the gift together and everything. Since on Deluxe Paint, we cannot export as a GIF. So that that main thing, we cannot export as a GIF, was a thing I was not happy because I don't like recording the screen and then going to GIMP to create the GIF for the Deluxe Paint creation. It's okay, but I wanted more. I wanted to have more control on the color cycles and other stuff. So I start searching for alternatives to Deluxe Paint. And I stumbled with uh, 
telepaint from a BBC micro. I don't know what that is. That's an, an inst old instance of an art program. I found a GitHub, uh, this site with software people create, programmers do, and downloaded a, an instance of uh, this telepaint called um, Art Forever. It's like a new version or a new. There's actually several versions in the folder I downloaded. But this software, based on telepaint, an old paint art software, I don't know, um, came along. Oh, my dog. I came with this software, Art Forever, it's called. And I was totally blown by it. I was like, okay, I'm going to master this program. And that's where I create the, the figments. The coolest thing about this one is that the color cycling and everything works totally different as Deluxe Paint. And I was totally drawn into it. Like, this is great. This is great. There, I can't control the colors I want. I can't control some stuff that I couldn't actually do on Deluxe Paint. Muji can, and I, I'm sure Sabato as well, but I, I can't do it. So I stumbled with this program. And initially, I started like experimenting as well. How does this work? What does this button do? How do I export this? What does that? Yeah. And then I like rebooted and restarted what I had in, in some things in mind with the Astral Hazers, another collection I did. And here we are, <laughs> the pigments, which I think look really cool, like a very different approach to pixel art and just yeah learning 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 and sucking all that information to to be better i i would totally echo that i, I think they totally look they totally look different than anything and it kind of it speaks to that whole idea that software like i mean it's almost like the tools that are determining the work to a certain degree. Cause yeah. you know, if you were in Photoshop, you wouldn't, or if you weren't using deluxe paint, like you wouldn't be making certain things. So it's almost like, you know, it's, it just highlights the importance of the tools, which is an obvious point, but it's worth making, you know? And uh, also what I really love about them is they kind of distill kind of your metaphysical theme for lack of better term, uh, you know, the light figures. Hello? Uh, Poco Belly, I, I feel like you're kind of cutting out there. Oh, okay, okay. Could you, did you understand anything that I said? I couldn't uh, hear I couldn't hear you, man. Okay. Yeah, it was cutting out. Okay, keep going if you can. Keep going. Because if I end the space, it'll end it. So rune tune, take it away. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're you're coming through okay right now, Poco Belly. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, what it, I was what I was saying, yeah. let me know if I cut out again. Uh, I am on a phone cellular okay. here. It's more reliable than my internet. Um what I was saying, it's too bad I was making I was on a roll there. Uh, but what I was saying is, is Kappen's figments work, what makes it so interesting, one of the things, is it kind of distills this metaphysical theme of the soul and consciousness and distills it with 
the very basics of technology, technology, RGB, it looks like processors. Uh, so it's just such a beautiful distillation of kind of the soul, you know, or, you know, almost like metaphysical spirit, spirituality, let's say, and technology. <laughs> do, do you have anything to say about that, Kevin? Um, yeah, sure. I've always been a tech guy since I was really young. I used to create my <clears throat> networks and my neighborhood with my cousins so we can could play StarCraft at night. <laughs> so I've always been into like creating technology, uh, diving into technology, not creating, but understanding it <clears throat> and always being influenced by technology. At some point of my life, I got really into Ram Das. You know who who he was. He's the creator. He is. He was a spiritual uh, leader, and he wrote a book called uh, "Be Here Now." And that yeah. book helped helped me a lot through some time of my life <clears throat> finding finding who who I am. And lots of the themes that I that I touch here come from 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 a mixture of my my head basically we all have something inside we can't explain it i can tell you who pocobelli is but there's something bigger than pocobelli inside pocobelli in my way of seeing life right and it's just for you i can never talk to that being that or whatever you have inside that gives you power to life and makes you think and cry and all the emotions right and it's basically me expressing what or trying to express what we all humans are going through we are like being torn apart of our inner soul and our inner gardens and being brought into the world of technology now everyone's like a dumb person with a phone they don't think they don't they don't, uh, and I'm talking for real, they don't use their heads. They relate too much on technology. And I do think technology gives us advantages for sure, but as everything in life, there's a spectrum. And I try to explore that as how we have, we have like sort of disconnected uh, from the inside and we are connected on the outside with other kind of stuff that can bring several good things to humanity i'm pretty sure but i, I i'm always like exploring those themes technology wise nature wise and the spirituality it's not like uh, i follow a religion or anything but i do believe we all have a bigger force that we can tune in and will make our lives let's say easier and yeah well. <laughs> That's beautiful, uh, Captain. And yeah, I mean, it kind of brings up this whole other aspect of your work, which is almost like the psychedelic component. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned Ram Dass. I think he was, I'm not an expert on Ram Dass, but I thought he was kind of like a 1960s figure, maybe friends with Timothy Leary. Like, I've, totally I had to, so can you talk about a little bit the psychedelic side of things? I mean, maybe you just did, right? But uh, uh, how, how important are psychedelics to your workflow? Ah, uh, well. I'm your a content, content you know, <laughs> I not your lie. workflow, but your content. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I won't lie, I'm a pothead, dude. I love weed and I smoke it and I have a relationship with with trying to 
not obsessed with it, right? But in the past, I did lots of psychedelics, yes, mostly LSD and shrooms. Those brought clarity to my head in some way, like open doors that I didn't even knew were there. And I'm totally influenced by it, by the all the how to put it <laughs> that it's not craziness. All the there's a word I, I forget at this moment, but uh, all what psychedelic spring oh, brought to my life now I think it's like being expressed through this stuff. Because, for example, this last uh, piece I put on the pigments, the uh, or got the name. I need to check it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, the one of the of the soul looking at and the dark soul. It's based on a dream or idea I had like one week ago. Really? And yeah, yeah. And I did like three versions of that one. I didn't like it, and the fourth one I it was like, oh, this is cool, but. To put it in, in a way, it was like sort of a psychedelic idea, dream, something that comes in like when you're high on something, like, oh, oh, this is it stuck me like lightning. And yeah, I'm totally influenced by it. I won't, won't lie. I'm not a consumer of psychedelics at this moment. Like, um, I used to microdose on that shit, but nowadays I'm, I'm chilling. But yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I did. I do. And not saying won't, <laughs> but I'm totally influenced by it. Yeah, I mean that's uh, what I also like about the that work in particular. It's like there's these solar system type uh, uh, yeah. things that that surround it. So again, it's kind of like this. I, I don't know if you know the word this synoptic, almost like this metaphysical, like all multi layered art. You know, it's, uh, again, done with pixels. And again, and I assume the movement of these pixels, and I'll turn it over to the crowd here in a second. Uh, so is that done in that software you were talking about, that teletext, the way it's moving so beautifully and fast, the animations? Or is that a GIMP thing? Or you don't need to tell us, by the way. Um, but just kind uh, of curious. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, no worries. Yeah, it's done on that program. But I need to go to take it to GIMP to final production to got it, got put, it. The, put the game all together and yeah but yeah. Yeah, the, the program's very powerful actually and very what else, it, it, sorry i was just going to say what else is interesting too is the pixels they almost look like they're not square they're not that is so cool yeah they're I mean, they're, they're rectangles man like two pixels yeah, yeah, all super old. Very cool. Well, we have a wonderful crowd here. There's Xerox there and Mikey de la Creme Sabato, Scamra, Martin Joe, Manny, Purple Drank. So if anybody wants to join the conversation, you have a question or comment for Cap'n, uh, by all means, uh, join the show here and uh, just put a request to speak. Maybe I'll prank a few people on the way. What a great crowd. Uh, there's Kent, too. Runtoon, do, do you have any questions uh, for yeah um of all the collections that you've put out what are some of your like favorite ones that you've done at the moment i would say the pigments man 
Okay. Yeah. yeah what is it about the figments that you like so much? It's like the mix of everything I did before. Like it's not traditional art, but still like retro pixel art, uh, pixel, pixel art, yeah. And I dig a lot that the software as default has a black background. And I do that a lot previously to finding the program. So it's well, it's like, oh, this was meant to me for me to 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 create. Since on the software, the black background is intended to be transparent, right? So you export as a PNG and you have no background, but you can do it with the background, which as I said, it's default color, it's black. And I've used that on the plants and the, the faces and most of my art relates on black backgrounds. So it's like it was meant for me to explore it, and I'm enjoying that a lot. So I would say the pigments. That's very cool, very interesting. Yeah. It's funny how just like something so simple as just having a black background inherent in the software is the thing that kind of like forms the relationship between you and the tools. Totally, it, it's it's insane. It's like I'm working at, and I'm like, ah, I, I can't wait to finish this so I can start trying this new stuff there. <laughs> You see it in the work. I mean, you see the joy that you are taking in this work here. And again, it, it, like to your point, like the reason it's like, as far as I understand you, and this is my sense of what you're saying, the reason you love it so much, it, it like it kind of captures everything you're doing. Uh, yes. But, right. And but just like with this new software and it's even like this exciting new software. Uh, you, do you want to talk about a little bit the uh, the works? I guess some of the Kappen works. And like the, I guess it's the astral haze. I mean, I don't know yeah, if there's too much to say on it, but can you talk a little bit about it? And like, you know, maybe, I don't know, was that also using GIMP and Deluxe Paint? Was that, was that what was going on there? For the astral hazers, I used <clears throat> GIMP, mostly GIMP. And on that particular uh, collection, I explored my evolution. <laughs> basically like how i come to be where i am at the moment so yeah it's a very personal sort of putting it's not biographical but each one i think there were 12 i don't remember yeah 12 tokens and each one represents and has an uh, i mean inside of the very first one, it's called in call, and it's the the inner call that I got years ago, like what I want to be and I want to become. And the last one, since I'm, I won't go piece by piece, the last one is called the door, the door back home, and the door where where you liberate and free yourself of all struggles, uh, inner, personal, and mental struggles. But yes, these were created using GIMP based on this pixel being soul man, whatever you you want to name it, that started there. And I say this is not biographical, but it's based like on my my cycle and the cycle I've seen in others and self growth. So yeah, I I explore that that. that and 
yeah, it's made using GIMP and a bunch of plugins that it has that helps to uh, animate the and change uh, the movement. GIMP's pretty powerful tool. I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna. I was just gonna say this makes me want to use GIMP. Hearing all this stuff, I think I downloaded it like six or seven years ago when I needed Photoshop. When I had changed computers and the keys that I had for Photoshop weren't working, I found it a little, I never really gave it too much of a chance. I just thought it was like a free Photoshop, so it can't be that good. But clearly, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you mentioned the door and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, another kind of cool aspect of your art was it's almost like psychedelic art, but without all the, you know, classic psychedelic, yeah. uh, you know, tropes shall we say, or, you know, ideas. Like, it's it's like this psychedelic spiritual art, the door of liberation. Uh, and so that is super interesting for me. And I also really like, I mean, this is something I really like about your art, is this idea that you leave, you know, and a lot of artists do this, but leave, like, part of the GIF uh, static or not moving, and the other part is moving. Uh, was that something that you did? I guess you did it from very early on. Like those rock rooms or those rooms with the band instruments. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about that? About, about sort of animating only parts of the image? Yeah, I think it gives uh, focus on something that I want to say. Like, yeah, for example, the door, if we're talking about that piece, only the other side, it's moving because the other side is brighter, it's warmer it's better than the cold place you are right now. So when you free yourself, you'll get to that warmth. So I need to give uh, some contrast to make it look better than where the being is standing before jumping into the door. So yeah, it's intended. I like a lot uh, uh, to make the stars move only so you can see, like just appreciating the sky. You don't see the whole, the whole sky moving, right? You see subtle things move. So yeah, it's it's. I do it uh, on purpose. Just yeah, it makes, focus, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it makes it very poetic. Go ahead. Yeah, j just to focus on what I want to to express on on the piece for the anamnesis piece, for example. There's two souls to put it in, in a way. Yeah. Um, remembering each other it's about remembering who you are right who you really are not about another life but we, sometimes we forget what we are intended to and what we came to this work to do so i just wanted them to their eye just one eye to shine like yeah looking through hey no so Sorry, continue, continue. No, no. I, I just wanted to say on the anamnesis piece, I mean, again, I, it kind of screams Platonism a little bit. And yeah, I totally feel like, and that is kind of almost uh, like, you know, you've eaten the mushrooms and then it's like this, this remembering, at least of a space uh, that you, you know, that you forget about really in your normal life. But then all of a sudden it's this remembering, as you say, who, almost who you really are or you maybe aren't you know what's deep, a deeper self shall we say uh, is, so but when somebody uses a word like that so did you study any classic uh, philosophy at all or 
Uh, I did not, man. I'm, I'm very, I, I've always been drawn to this, very interested in, as, as I say, not only Ram Dass and the Be Here Now book, but lots of other stuff. My dad, he studied philosophy, sociology, and that. So uh, I've been influenced by lots of philosophical thoughts since I was a little boy. But yeah, not that I studied uh, philosophy or anything like that, just nurturing the soul and the mind, to say. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. I guess you were, you were around it uh, yeah, as yeah. far as your dad. So familiar territory, maybe, just through osmosis. Uh, we have a couple of people on stage here. Uh, Kant, welcome to the show. Great to hear from you. How are things going? Hey, hello, Poco Valley Runtun. How are you doing? We're doing wonderful here. We're just thrilled to have, you know, Capin on the show here. Such an interesting artist out of Costa Rica. And we're glad to have you too out of Delhi here. Very international situation. Do you have a question or comment for Capin? Yes, yes. One one very interesting question. First of all, uh, Captain, wonderful work. I just checked your pin tweet. Uh, I'm, and I'm very happy to see a pixel in, in rectangle shape. Uh, this is, I, I think this is uh, re really interesting because um, whenever we think about the pixel, it, it automatically comes in in our brain that the pixel is square. But it does not. I mean, technically, it's not always square. This is the one, one aspect or the one shape pixel could exist in. So I wanted to know uh, your, your, your own understanding about the pixels. Um, it's not something that I, well, first of all, thank you, Kent. For, thank you very much for tuning in and for your question. Uh, it's not something I did on purpose. It's just the software I've been using to, to create these pieces. If that's the default pixel size. It's basically like, Two pixels, two two square pixels together. So, yeah, there's nothing I I can really say about it. I didn't do it on purpose. It was just the way the subword works. Sometimes and I find it, the best. I find it very interesting as well. Yeah, sometimes it's like you know, in finance, they say don't fight the Fed, don't fight the Federal Reserve in your investing. And I find technology is like that a lot. If you're building a website. Don't like make it the way, you know, the web wants you to make a website. Don't, you know, follow. I wasted years of my life trying to make websites in the way that the web didn't want me to, to make it. And it's sort of like, it seems like you're saying a similar thing here with the tech, uh, with the software. Just do what it wants you to do. If it's kind of giving you a certain kind of parameters, work around those. Don't try and force things too much. Go with what you're kind of given to a certain degree. Um, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of more speakers here. Uh, Chi Moscow Jackson, welcome to the show. How's the, how are things going over in Seattle? Oh, things are things are going great. You know, just uh, up early for the grind here and the hustling, trying to get some work done. So, um, but I really enjoy this conversation, and um, I just had a, a comment um, just to say that uh, Cap and I. Really, uh, I first discovered your work when I, you had this profile picture pro, uh, project, these PFPs, through your uh, alias, the ExoJam. And yeah. Uh, yeah. that was the first kind of works I saw, and I was like, oh, these are really awesome. But then I got your um, piece on Ethereum. I think it was called What Happens When You Come Down or Came Down. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that piece just really spoke to me. So I just uh, really enjoy your work. And uh, thanks so much for uh, having the space. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot, G. Means means a lot. Sending love, man. And, and yeah, I remember you you grabbing and displaying a PFP of mine on your Twitter back in the day. And also, I think you collected some of our our collabs with Muji. I think. But Definitely, man. I'm a huge fan. A lot. Means means a lot. I think it's great. It, it, Captain, has any, like, have you ever gotten, like, a gallery reach out to you? Like, I just think you could put on such a stellar show. Has that ever happened? Do you ever get kind of, or, or is it pretty much, you know, you're in the NFT space and, and that's kind of anybody that really knows about you? Only on in the NFT space, actually, no. Like, real life gallery, you mean? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Like, yeah. I'd expect not, just because I think we're almost surprisingly small here. Uh, so, but I, I'm just kind of curious because if I was a gallerist and maybe Chi Moscow Jackson is gallerist, you know, like it's sort of like, can you imagine putting on a Kappen show? That would be spectacular, you know, like, so I'm just curious, like, has anybody ever reached out to you on, on, in that regard? I assume not, but. No, they, they, there has, no, no, not really. It, it could happen. It could happen at some point here. Retro Manny, welcome to the show. And how are things going? I believe you're in London. Is that correct? Uh, hey, Parker Billy. Yeah, I'm not in London. I'm in Birmingham, but close enough. Yeah. All right. Got it. I always tell people it's where Lord of the Rings was set. <laughs> That's where I'm <laughs> from. Wow. I thought that was in New Zealand. Or is Birmingham in New Zealand? No, I don't mean I don't mean the films. I mean the story was um yeah, it was based. It was it was inspired by where I'm from. So yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. How are things <laughs> so how are things going? And uh do you have a question or comment? Yeah, um firstly thank you for this space. it's always always a great space. Um Capin has been really good here in a lot of the spiritual elements of what you've been speaking about. So really it was just uh an observation and a comment just to to say that i really enjoyed listening um you know about it very deep and it definitely resonated with a lot of things that i felt um stuff about ram das as well um really really fascinating of how you uh tie that into your artwork so yeah i just want to say that that's beautiful and thank you for sharing um there's just kind of one addition i just thought it might be interesting for you if you haven't heard of a guy called uh matthias de stefano um, I think you might find a lot of his philosophies quite inspiring um, too. So yeah, just want to say that. That's great, Matias Di Stefano, Manny. That's correct, yeah, Matias. Uh, but I can DM you his name. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let's talk later about it. But cool. thank you, thank you so much for tuning in, man, and your words. And uh, I'm glad to hear you. You, you are into this <laughs> philosophical or metaphysical experiences as well. Yeah, and what's so cool about it is it's like it doesn't hit you over the head. Sort of like the psychedelic stuff. Like you're not hitting us over the head with like making it super obviously psychedelic. It's not super obviously metaphysical. It just is, you know, and you do it in your own way with almost that dark edge, you know, from one bit necro and popple, you know, influence. So what's next then? I guess uh, you have... You're doing the figments thing. It seems like you're full on in there. Do you have any other projects coming up? Are you still working on? I assume you still work on plants and Cap'n's gift yeah. shop and the pixels. Yeah. Sounds like there's utility. So, what's in the pipeline here, Cap'n? Ooh. <clears throat> well, for the 
yes to everything <laughs> first of all i do still do the plant and plan to to plant more plants <laughs> but uh, the pixels came from experimenting on the plants they're like a derivative of derivation or something uh, of those like on the same biological captain realm and what i intend to do with the pixels it's like maybe you'll need let's say three pixels to grab a piece of whatever i plan to do like use them as uh, value tokens utility tokens in some way so you want this piece you need to have let's say 10 pixels and you can get it for half the price something like that i'm still trying to figure out what to to do with those as for the figments yes i'm fully into this this collection <clears throat> i'm actually super stoked because i'm doing a side uh, figment collection with music so i'm i'm already i already have two two three musicians that are working on their songs and i'm doing of course the, the figment part but yeah there will be soon a pigment collab collection with musicians that will give more life to these scenes and yes it's basically where i'm at the moment Pro I, i'm working and have an idea for another like pigment uh, alt collection but first the music I was going to ask you about that since you're in these bands that if you ever were planning to incorporate music, have you ever incorporated music before in your NFTs? No, I have Interesting. Interesting. Great. Well, as we're wrapping up here, sort of going once, going twice, if anybody wants to make a request here, uh, RuneTune, uh, do you have any more questions? Uh, sh should we wrap up? Or actually, let's start with you, Cap'n. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for us as we're wrapping up here uh, with everybody here? I mean, you have a really nice full space, an all-star crowd here. Well, I just want to thank everyone from the very beginning, even if they're not here in this space. Thanks everyone that has connected with my art and my pixel vision, which is, I know it's kind of different to the traditional. And I'm deeply touched that we connected in some way thank you from the bottom of my heart to whoever is listening to this and thank you poco and runtoon for inviting me. i was thrilled the other day like oh <laughs> is this gonna happen let's do it I, I couldn't believe my eyes but here we are almost at the end of the space and i am truly grateful for what you've done on your <clears throat> on your youtube as well man you're doing a lot for this community we need that we need more of that as well uh, i think so yeah truly thankful well thank you cap and i was absolutely thrilled again there's a lot of kind of enigmatic figures in the space that almost just don't want to go on the spaces i wasn't sure so i was totally thrilled because what i see you doing with with the figments work as well as your other work i mean it's so original as you were just saying and so it's like i say there's something kind of un there's a great saying by David Hickey, an uh, old art, art historian that passed away, undeniable is undenied. You know, there's something undeniable about the work. Uh, Santiago has just actually come on stage here. Santiago, I can't miss this moment. Welcome to the show. How are you, Uruguay. friends? Yeah, how are you? Doing wonderful. Fabulous. Great. Welcome. Sorry. 
How are you guys doing? I, I just came to say hi to Chico and congrats on all the work and thanks for how great you are to all of your colleagues and friends here. You are amazing, man. Thank you, Santi. It means a lot. You as you as well. You already know it, right? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, that, well, man. it's beautiful. We always welcome a cameo from Santiago. Always. And and Santiago, you're doing well and everything. Yeah, I'm great. Yep. I have the fire on. It's cold as very cold here, and it was great to listen to Captain talk about his work. It's super inspiring and it was a surprise for me that th this was like visual arts uh, kind of new in his life so that's crazy and, and great i guess music is good training for for people that jump into visual arts anyway that's true man that's actually true some of the stuff i come up visually come through me while i'm playing music like oh and, and i i have this riff uh, music in my head and i'm looking at something that i can wait to try to bring through the pixel realm but that's totally true Santi. it's almost like this is a word that we haven't gotten to yet it's like it's like it's very inspired the work you know like it, it, there's an inspiration there and music often inspires doesn't it so well thank you Capin and runetune uh do you have any final thoughts for Capin here uh and anybody yeah i mean it's i i think uh you know just touching on what everyone's been kind of observing i you know as an artist it's really hard to like stick to one thing and make a a, a large series that kind of likes you know has its own conversation but each collection that you have from the Capins gift shop to the plants the figments all of that it's um it's really impressive and you know the the your your sensibility, your voice, it really comes through. I especially love the Cap'n's gift shop. Um, you know, and as, as Pocobelli said, it's, you're not like hitting us over the head with some sort of idea or psychedelic thing, but it, it definitely comes through and it's very mm. impressive. And, you know, I feel very privileged to be able to have spaces with Pocobelli and artists like yourself. So I thank appreciate you. It. Thank you for coming on and sharing all your thoughts. Thank you, man. No, no, no words. Thank you. Much love. Thank you. Man. Much love to everyone. And yeah, I, I echo your thoughts, Rune Tune. And we have to love how small this is because if this was like some massive thing, Cap'n would be making too much money, really, to make time for a space, maybe. And we'd all be making too much money, probably, to be making, you know, time for each other. I mean, hopefully not. But you know what I'm saying? If this was massive, there'd be so many people. You know, we'd be trying to help our employees you know make help them make payroll so all to say uh it's the beauty of things being small i feel like this is like an all-star cast here and i love how small this is because i think that's why it's it's possible so with that thank you Captain. thank you everybody who spoke thank you everybody who's listening and yeah it's just a real honor and pleasure and thank you most of all runetune for showing up once again on a weekly basis here and so until next time, take care.